0: From the Vegas Golden Knights, this is SLGND, presented by the D-Hotel. I'm Dan Duva. The 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs are here at a first-round matchup for Vegas and Winnipeg. As we traverse the threshold from regular season to postseason, we welcome Golden Knights general manager Kelly McCrimmon to the broadcast. He talks with us about this year's team, how it's performed, challenges, postseason expectations, the impact of Bruce Cassidy, and more. We react to McCrimmon's comments and offer a first-round preview, but first, here's Kelly McCrimmon with me, Shane, Gary, and Dave. The horn sounds, and this game is over. The race for the Pacific Division is over, and the race for Western Conference Supremacy is over. The Golden Knights are number one in the Western Conference for the first time in franchise history.
1: Here we are on the eve of the Golden Knights, uh, beginning the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we're joined by Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Great to have you with us, Krim. Um, Thanks for having me. This has uh, you know, been a year for you guys to get back into the playoffs. I know you talked a lot about that being a humbling experience for the entire group. What's it like now that you're back in on the top seed in the West?
2: Well, it's been a rewarding year for our team. I think that uh, you know one of the things we talked about at the conclusion of last year is you know, that opportunity with a long off season to uh, rest, rehab, recharge, uh, the uh, shift of mindset back to uh, one where you're uh, having something to prove, which I think is what's uh, served this organization really well, uh, you know, during our six years. And, uh, you know, I think the guys did that when you look at the, the start to the season, I think that was really important to start as well as we did. Uh, ironically uh, we were healthy for uh, the first two months we, we barely had a change uh, to our lineup which at least gave us a foundation gave us uh, some traction gave us uh, some confidence uh, back so that we could you know then endure what's been uh, a lot of injuries ever since and then uh, you know really strong finish from uh, the all-star break uh, to season end so uh, puts us in the playoffs puts us uh, you know at an exciting time of year. You know, even as recently as uh, you know the All-Star break, you you know you have the news where you've lost Mark Stone for the year, and uh, you know you you know there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. We were in first place last year at that time, and uh, and it, uh, until you see that X beside your name, uh, you just don't know in this league. So that was uh, that was a good feeling.
1: You had players out though. It wasn't you know you weren't without injury. I mean, as recently as late in the regular season, you had seven players. On the shelf, what was different about it this year compared to last year, do you think?
2: Well, and I think, uh, you know, to me, that's that's really uh, the, the most significant aspect of the story is the fact that we did have uh, a similar number of injuries, but we were able to uh, play through it. And I mean, it was, uh, you know, so many of the key guys when you look at it, obviously uh, Mark's situation missing, you know, 39 games, but, you know, Theo was, uh, you know, 30, you know, Jack missed 16, uh, you know, Zach Whitecloud missed time, Petro missed uh, uh, time with uh, with his daughter. Uh, you know, I, I remember the month of December, we played the entire month without our right side of our defense with, uh, you know, Theodore Petrangelo uh, and Whitecloud. So uh, to answer your question a little more uh, specifically, I think that, uh, you know, this is where uh, Henderson served us really well. And uh, there's two parts to that. There's the drafting and the developing uh, of young players. But then there's the opportunity that they were given when they got to the big team and the coaching that they received when they got here. And, uh, you know, I going just by memory, but it seems to me that Daniel Mirmanov was the first guy up. Well, you know, Mira was playing 16 or 17 minutes. He was playing on our power play. He was put in a position to, uh, to play to his strengths. John Stevens, I thought, did a really good job. Uh, you know, in succession. It was Mirmanov then it was Pahal, then it was Korzak, uh, all partnered, uh, interestingly, with Braden McNabb their entire time, so they got a good, steady partner. Uh, but they got opportunity, and they continued to be coached, and we really needed that. You look at Pavel Dorofeev, the contributions that uh, that he made at the end. You know, Byron froze, uh you know, played meaningful uh, minutes in the games that he played. So that's what, uh, you know, kind of bridged the gap. And then, you know, it should, you know, give credit to, uh, the players that did play, uh, you know, right through uh, or, or pretty much right through. And, you know, you look at the, the leadership and, and uh, you know, the, the role that that plays in, uh, in getting through a little, uh, a little bit of hard times.
3: Every year you're constantly evaluating your team. The goal is to get to playoffs and then in playoffs to take that next step. And you're constantly tinkering things around. What gives you confidence about this team being kind of more maybe a playoff built
2: team this season? I think a lot of balance uh, would be uh, the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, you know, you know, you're you're at uh, at every game. There's a lot of games where uh, you maybe don't look at it through this lens, but there's a lot of games where we would talk after. You know, where three of our four lines played well, yeah. and it wasn't the same three. It was uh, you know, it wasn't that you were down on that line that wasn't you know sharp that night or wasn't as good that night. But when you've got, uh, you know, that kind of depth and those uh, contributions that can come from uh, from different groups, I think that that really, uh, really helps. Uh, you know, I've always uh, felt really strongly about your team having to improve over the course of a year. Uh, I think we did that. Uh, I think our finish was uh, really strong. I think that... Uh, you know, the ability to find ways to win uh, is uh, an important trait in a team. This team uh, has done a really good job uh, of that. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, we've got playoff experience. We've got a veteran team. We've got, uh, I think, uh, a team that's well-positioned to to play uh, their best hockey this time of year. Where do you think Bruce Cassidy
0: has made the biggest impact?
2: Um, I think in many ways uh, he's he's helped our team, I think, um uh, he he keeps he keeps people accountable and and I uh, am a big believer uh, in accountability. I think without accountability, it it you know it morphs into entitlement for me. And uh, I think we talked about that a little bit uh, at the end of last year. Uh, so it doesn't matter you know who you are. Uh, I think he really. Uh, stays on you to to be at your best, so I think that's important. Good players like that, you know. They uh, uh, good players have no issue with uh, with discipline and, and with uh, with accountability. So I think that's been part of it. Uh, you know, we play a different style. Our defensive zone coverage is uh, is quite a bit different than what it's been uh, in the past. I, I I thought our players picked that up uh, quite quickly. I thought that might take more time, but I, I think they uh, were able to digest and absorb that. Uh, uh, you know, pretty easily. Um, you know, we do a lot of things at practice that are uh, transferable to games. When, uh, when you watch our team practice, uh, you know, our, our team practice is hard. I, I think that, uh, you know, helps uh, your game grow, helps you uh, improve and keeps you sharp. And uh, I think, uh, you know, Bruce would be the first guy to credit uh, our staff as well with, uh, you know, John Stevens coming in as a uh, new assistant coach looking after our defense with Sean Burke coming in and looking after our goaltenders. And, you know, anytime you have a team go through five goaltenders and uh, and, and not, you know, fall right out of the race uh, as a result, I think there's uh, lots of credit that's uh, uh, due to Sean. And then, uh, of course, uh, Ryan Craig and Misha Donskov, both who have, Large roles, uh, uh, as they've uh, you know spent more time in our organization, they've uh, made great contributions
4: as well. Mark Stone made the comment the other day that if and when he returns, he'd like to play with, he said at first, he said, I'd like to play with a center with some speed. And then he said, all of our centers have speed. And then he went down, Eichel, Carlson, Stevenson, Waugh. How pleased are you with that group down the middle of the ice? Because it's so important.
2: Well, I think that's uh, the strength of our team, uh, uh, at least uh, up front. Um, You know, you can add uh, Teddy Bluger to that list. You can move Brett Howden into that spot uh, as a natural centerman. So uh, we do have a lot of depth there. I know it gives Bruce uh, a lot of comfort with, uh, you know, Nick Waugh um you know in the middle of that fourth line which i think has been a really good identity line for us all season and, the, and the, the players have uh rotated in and out a little bit but i think that line has really uh had a strong identity uh for us all, all year bruce trusts them a, a great deal and and when nick is uh you know there's another guy who missed 17 or 18 games but when nick is in that role i think he's uh, you know exceptional uh, there so um you know, obviously, uh, the whole uh, thought process behind acquiring Jack Eichel was you need a number one center to be a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, Jack's given us that, and then uh, you know William Carlson for me has had a really strong bounce back season uh, from last year. Um, you know, he's just so reliable. You just find yourself never talking about him, except he just does it right uh, every night. And from a coach's standpoint, from Bruce's standpoint. Uh, you know, again, a, a guy that he's got uh, great trust in. And then, uh, you know, Chandler Stevenson's game has grown. He's, uh, you know, for me, um, you know, his face-offs, he's one of the top guys in the NHL. And, and usually uh, it, it takes, for whatever those reasons are, it takes centers uh, a while to, to, to be elite in the dot. And even some guys that are great when they come into the league, uh, it still takes a while before they get good at that part of the game. Chandler has uh, been really strong in that area, plays on uh, both special teams, gives you speed, he's powerful, he's very, very strong. So uh, that's uh, you know a really strong part of our lineup uh, up the, up the middle.
1: You mentioned Mark Stone, Krim, two, two back surgeries in the last nine months for him and the most recent one in January. He's looked pretty good here the last few days. Did you think there was a chance? Were you optimistic he'd be able to get back when he had this surgery done in January? If you guys were able to make the playoffs,
2: you know, really had no idea, yeah. and and I don't know that anybody did. And um, the, the rehab has gone uh, really well. Uh, you know, at the same time when he had the second surgery in nine months, you know, there's uh, you know the possibility that it threatens his career. Uh, you know, that's the that's the, the really the range of outcomes is. Uh, you know that uh, that extreme. Uh, he looks good. He uh, I spoke with him as recently as this morning. I think he feels good. He feels confident. It's going to take him some time. He's been out of the lineup for 39 games. And and uh, you know when it, whenever it is that he draws into the series, hopefully sooner than later. Um, you know it's going to take a little bit of time. But people in this room all know how important he is uh, to our team. He's the straw that stirs the drink. He has been since. Uh, the day he got to town and uh, it's a real uh, you know real boost to our hockey club not just on the ice but just the emotional uh, leadership that he uh, that he brings to our team.
3: How pleased have you been and would you say this is the most internal competition you've had to drive your team when you look at you mentioned goalies Lauren Bossois now what he's been able to do you could go up front Fiev come in the lineup Paul Cotter made it out of camp. Bluger these are guys that are you know he brought in on the cusp really good players but you know, how do they get in? You get in at the chance. Have you been happy with that kind of depth you've had there, even if they're not in, but that competition that's going to be to for guys in the lineup to stay in and guys trying to get
2: in? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and we're hopeful at some point we'll carry our ads yeah. to, that, uh, yeah. to that mix as well. Um, so the internal competition comes from the depth. And the other thing that the injuries provide you, and again, not that you want those injuries, <laughs> but – you know, players get opportunities to play, uh, you know, larger roles while while there are people out of your lineup, so they become better players during that time. When you get healthy, we had, you know, 15 forwards on the ice, uh, you know, Saturday uh, for practice. Uh, there is internal competition, which comes from your depth, and I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, as I touched on earlier, uh, in terms of your playoff readiness. Uh, you know a lot of times you need uh, eight defensemen for playoffs a lot of times you need 15 or 16 forwards for playoffs so um, you know hopefully we address our best lineup every night and play as long as we can but uh, a lot of times it's those uh, players that have been out of your lineup that are uh, the depth that you need when the time comes. Is this the best team you've had here do you think? Uh, I don't look at that stuff like you guys do. Uh, <laughs> Leave that you know, to us. Like, like not uh, not during a year, yeah. anyways. You know, I, I'd have to I'd have to look at that uh, a little closer, uh, Dave. Uh, you know, I think like I said at the end of last year, I felt last year was the best team oh. uh, that we'd had, and we were a non playoff team. So probably my view on that is different than what uh, a lot of people's were. You know, We've tried to make our team better every year. I think that's uh, that's been no secret, and I think that. Uh, one of the things that uh, isn't touched on specifically, but uh, you guys know how important it is, is you know the RFAs that we signed last year. So you go to the, you know, I'm off the top of my head, uh, the White Clouds, the Waz, the Higgs, the Colasars, uh, you know, Logan Thompson uh, was an RFA, Paul Cotter was an RFA. <clears throat> Those players in your organization are tremendously valuable. We've got some high-end players. They're well-paid uh, for their work, but the roster doesn't suffer anywhere because of how much those players contribute. And, and that's uh, that, for me, uh, is a really important aspect uh, of the makeup of this team. So when you ask, you know, is this your best team or how does this team compare, those players have continued to grow. So when I compare them to our team two years ago, they were that much younger. So uh, you look now at what uh, those guys do in our lineup night tonight, they're they're really important players.
1: Let me come at it a little different way then. You've had three teams make deep runs in the first five years. If you're going to make another deep run, in your mind, what sorts of things need to happen over the next
2: two months? Uh, health is part of it. Uh, you know, goaltending is going to be part of that uh, discussion. We haven't talked a lot about it here uh, today, uh, but uh, um, you know, that's uh, always important uh, at this time of year. Um, you know, I, I think the. the the consistency of a team game i i think if our team's going to have success uh night in night out there's going to be a lot of players uh, that need to contribute for that to happen and i think there's a lot of players that uh that can contribute for that to happen so that would be uh you know i guess i'm coming back in a sense to you know talking about the balance that i see across uh, four lines we haven't talked a lot about our defense but i i, I like our defense a lot i think that Um, you know, a lot of ways it's the strength of our team. When you look at what changed this season coming out of the all-star break, Zach Whitecloud returned, Shea Theodore had returned just a game, I think or two prior to the break, but then we had the same six defense for, uh, for a stretch of time. And then uh, of course we lose uh, Zach uh, Whitecloud injury, Ben Hutton comes in and plays, uh, plays fantastic. So uh, I think the defense is a really important part of it. You know, we're, you know, we're experienced uh bruce cassidy's experienced uh, at this time of year so um you know the uh, the challenge is uh, there's 16 teams that feel the same way <laughs> right that's uh that's the challenge always and um you know we've got uh, 600 point teams uh in the playoffs in the in the western conference and you know there's a lot of talk all year how strong the east was and uh You know, when you look at the last, uh, you know, I I always refer to that break where we had the the all-star break. When you look at what uh, our team did, I think we were 23, 4, and 5, whatever that adds up to. Uh, Edmonton were all of that minnesota had a terrific run dallas has been consistent uh, right through you know it's uh, 10 days ago or two weeks ago la edmonton and vegas were all fighting for first and then edmonton beat la twice we beat la so that put them into the third chair but they had a heck of a uh, a season as well so you know that's uh that's what you're dealing with we had a really good record against the east we were you know was it 22-8-2 and two or something mm-hmm. uh, that we were against the East, which I thought was a really uh, uh, good measuring stick against uh, a lot of those top teams. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the issue. There's some other teams got the same plan. <laughs> you know, Kelly,
0: <laughs> I remember you and Gary and I were, were talking a little bit about goaltending earlier this season, and you described Lauren Brossois after his three games as exceptional. You know, that was in the moment at that time, and decisions are made over the course of training camp through the season 82 games, if he can maybe just step back for a moment and give us your sense of how it all has come together for the goaltending department this year.
2: Well, the first thing that's interesting for me is uh, not only the number of goalies we used, but how well they played. And uh, you know that week you talk about with uh, Laron, I can't remember exactly was it at Chicago? Uh, you know, then at home, like he had, the Dallas was the third right. game where Ottinger and Brousseau were uh, unbelievably right. good uh, in that game, and then he has to come out of the lineup. Aiden Hill comes in, uh, yeah. plays his best hockey. When you when you look at that New Jersey game, for yeah. example, where uh, they dominated the overtime, and and uh, you know Aiden was uh, incredible. Even our game we lost at Florida, where Aiden yeah. was injured, he was uh, uh, he was tremendous. You know, Yuri Patera comes in. Uh, he gets two wins. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, mentioning Logan Thompson, who was an all-star. So uh, when you look at the goaltending, I think that, uh, uh, you know, you look at Jonathan Quick, what he did uh, to help us uh, help us through with uh, the injuries that we had. So... Um, the goaltending has been good overall. Uh, you know, unique situation the way that it's played out, but it never fell off. And and I guess that uh, if you look at a hockey team when you when you have that next man up mentality, you're usually talking about skaters. <laughs> but uh, it's almost been a next man up mentality uh, in that as well. And uh, you know, Laron now back uh, back healthy and uh, playing real well. And you guys talk, uh, you know, you go into the weeds more on the goaltending uh, with, with the goalies than what I do. But Laurent feels really good. He feels really good, and, and if you go back a year ago, or I guess uh, to the off season, you know he had the hip surgery, and and uh, you know he, I think feels that it really helped him, and and uh, uh, he's he's in a good place. So, uh, look forward to you know him getting some uh, some playoff experience here.
4: If you include, the call uh, if you the game day for a coach, if you include you know making the decisions who's going to be in the lineup. Preparing the team strategically, what you want to do, and what to expect from the other group, and then the decisions made actually in the game. Bruce Cassie is one of the best game day coaches in the NHL.
2: Well, I think that most coaches do a lot of that work the day prior, and uh, you know the meetings are day of uh, for sure. Um, you know, I think um, you know in game adjustments. You know, for me are where. Uh, there's a difference between the top guys, how quick they see it, how quick they feel it. Um, Bruce seems to be uh, very, uh, very good in that area, instinctive. Uh, I think, uh, you know, and you guys, uh, you guys see all the games. You see, uh, you know, Seattle on Thursday night, uh, we're not very good in the first period. Well, you know, it's getting addressed uh, between periods and the second period we're quite a bit better. You know, so you, you saw that. Uh, different times over uh, the course of the season where you know third period comebacks uh you know uh, ice time is is uh, uh, uh you know since the beginning of time is the the biggest single uh, tool a coach has with players and you know he'll uh you know he 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 makes his decisions based on uh, who's going that night and and who's uh who's earned it
4: the players believe that they can change course we had alec Martinez on Recently, and the team had just not had a great period, and he explained why the period wasn't very good. And the question was posed to him, "Can you change during the intermission?" And his response was, "Why not? Of course we can, you know." And that sort of real belief—it was matter of fact from him that, Yeah. "Yeah, we can, we can fix this." That says a lot about that relationship between the players and the skaters.
2: It does, and and I, and I and I think the other thing it speaks to is we've got some good older voices in that room, right? So that's uh, you know your Alex Petrangelo's, uh, you know your Mark Stones, your Alec Martinez, you know Riley, uh, Marshy, you know Braden McNabb is a real uh, you know strong presence uh, in our room. Those guys, um, you know, any any coach will tell you that uh, at the end of the day, you know, those guys are the guys that. Uh, um, you know, the coach may deliver the message. Those guys are the guys that are going to carry it and uh, and act on it. And I think that that's what uh, you see with our team.
0: I'm going to mention one more name, Phil Kessel. Yeah, I don't know. There's somewhere in the National Hockey League, Kelly, there is a player who will one day be in the Hall of Fame who currently is getting paid one point five million dollars to play this season. I know one of them for sure is Phil Kessel. Yeah. Uh, eighty two games sets the record early this year, but then continues to extend the record. We talked with Alec Martinez. About character and characters, what have you seen in Phil Kessel and what he has brought to this team?
2: Well, a lot of what uh, I've seen with Phil is is what you know I was told we'd see, but I never uh, appreciated the magnitude uh, to the impact he makes uh, to his teammates, and he is uh, uh, very respected. Uh, you know, because of the success he's had in his career, Stanley Cup wins, the the you know the production, the you know the Ironman streak, all of those different types of things. But uh, he is fantastic for uh, the dressing room, fantastic for the older guys. Um, really has added a lot uh, that way, and uh, you know he's uh, not afraid to take a shot at somebody, and he's comfortable if you're taking one at him, and uh, really. That that part's been, uh, um, you know, more than I expected. You know, I I was uh, told he was always really well-liked by his teammates. He was, you know, good with younger players and all of that. And I would say, and and this is important, uh, you know, Phil, for me, his play has got better over the course of the year. I think he's played really well uh, down the stretch here. And, uh, you know, now we get to a time of year where he's had a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, you look for him to... Uh, to really be part of the solution. You mentioned,
1: Kelly, the, the 16 teams all feel good right about now. Yep. Um, only one's going to feel good at the end. Yep. Uh, do you pay – some of the players have talked to us about – they try not to pay too much attention to the white noise outside the locker room, but human nature being what it is, not a lot of people picking the Golden Knights to do much. Are you surprised by that?
2: Um. Not a lot. Not really, I guess. Uh, you you know, won the West. I, I, I you think, won 51 uh,
1: games. Like –
2: yeah, the there's a lot of talk about the teams behind us that uh, <laughs> that people are excited to but I, I think it uh, ties in nicely to, uh, you know, to that something to prove mindset, uh, yeah. quite frankly. And it's interesting with uh, with the white noise. Um, you know, we we play Thursday, we play Tuesday. You, you don't get a break like that over the course of eighty-two games. For me, I've always felt once we get started Tuesday you're not paying attention to anything you know you're you're in a series you're in the moment and uh, that's uh you know what it's still it's still going on you're just oblivious to it that's that's just what your focus is. I know personally that's sure how it is uh, for me and uh, you know I said on Friday you know we're gonna wish this series was starting one day earlier like it feels like we should be, uh, playing hockey tonight but uh you know for our, our guys some of our guys that need more reps and and uh, that type of thing it's uh, it's been a blessing and we'll uh we'll take it and be ready to go tomorrow
0: last one for me kelly is what kind of series is this going to be between the knights and jets
2: uh i think uh that Winnipeg have a really good team they uh you know when you look at all eight teams, you know, it's a, it's a pocket in the schedule where one team was a little more consistent than another. Uh, You know, Winnipeg, I think uh, I read were, you know, in first place in the conference for 45 days. So this is a good team. They, uh, they had to finish strong to get in so so they feel good about the uh, the direction that their game is headed uh, the top uh, six forwards on their team are very strong uh, you know they're, they're solid in net with uh, with Connor Hellebuck. Um, you know for the half dozen players on each team we had a series with them uh, you know a few years ago we got uh, lots of Manitoba ties uh, from our organization yeah. uh, <laughs>
4: that, uh, some in some that, areas uh, too many. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Millard. Yeah, Millard a, besides. Exactly. Yeah. Uh so I think that part's interesting. But uh, you know, we're really respectful of uh any opponent that we face and uh and yet you know we're really worried about our own team and, and uh you know wanting to do what we do. That's uh, that's kind of where our focus uh, is at. We're happy to begin at home with uh with our crowd and uh we'll uh put our best foot forward.
1: Kelly, thanks for this very much. I know you're going to get a busy time here. Yeah, thanks for up. having good, me, uh, guys. Thanks for, thanks for the visit. We appreciate it. Yeah,
0: you bet. Enjoy thanks. the playoffs. Thanks, thanks Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, thank you. That was Kelly McCrimmon on Monday in Studio 31. It's time to unite the realm for the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. Season ticket members get priority access to tickets at T-Mobile Arena, but single-game tickets are also available now. Visit vegasgoldenknightscom tickets to get your tickets for round one today. This is SLGND, presented by the D-Hotel. We've just heard from Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Next up, reaction to Kelly McCrimmon's comments and a series preview of the Knights and the Jets. Once again, here's Dave. Great to have
1: Kelly McCrimmon with us here on the eve of the playoffs, Gary. Uh, What jumped out to you from our pretty in-depth chat with him?
4: You know, very relaxed, but you know that uh, he's just look at the way he's handled his team he is ultra uber competitive and uh uh, but seems pretty calm and i think tomorrow yeah you heard him say you know they'd probably like to be playing tonight rather than tomorrow night and yet there's some benefit to having this time off to to rest the regulars and the guys that are coming back to give them a little bit of time uh you know i would agree with him i think that the strength of this team is its blue line i think that they're their top six measure up with uh with everybody like they're right there with boston and uh, and the best teams in that area and then at center ice and uh it, to me that's where a team is built from the goal from the the blue ice out and and while loren brisois is a question mark uh, and their whole goaltending staff is because uh crew because they haven't played in the playoffs before i think they should be real comfortable with brisois
0: my question for you gary and we mentioned it just a little bit with kelly the Western Conference Finals from a few years ago. They've changed coaches. Rick Bonus having replaced Paul Maurice. Um, There's still a core of this Jets team. Goaltender, perhaps at the head of the pack. What does this series mean to the Jets organization?
4: Well, it means a lot because they they've got a whole bunch of guys that are they're at the end of their contracts. There, if they go out quickly, uh, I think that you're going to see. Massive change on that roster. You might see it anyways, but this might be the last kick at the can for the group of together of Wheeler, Shifley, Hellebuck, Morrissey, Connor. Lowry. Lowry, you know, I mean, that's kind of their, that's their core group. And I, I, I don't know if they'll ever be together again, that, 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 that bunch of players. So uh, uh, they really, you know, they went into the tank and they were very close to missing. They rallied to get in and that the head coach and their top end guys were pitted against one, one another for quite a while. It'll be interesting to see what page they're all on when the puck gets dropped tomorrow night.
1: Say, well, it jumped out at me, Shane. The, the, I love the phrase, "the straw that stirs the drink." Yeah, it's been used a lot. Yeah, um, Mark Stone. It, you know, we, we had a chance. He hasn't really talked too much to the media, but he, we visited with him a little bit the other day. He was pretty confident. If he had the surgery done in January, he knew three months. If if everything went well, and it seems like everything has, knock on any wood, you can find. <laughs> he'd be ready for the playoffs. And now it looks like he's going to be ready for game one, which is just a you can't even state how big an addition that would be for this group.
3: Yeah, and Eric, initially, we hear how highly all of them speak of him, you know, their captain back, the importance he is. And just in the room, he brings a presence, but on the ice, certainly. And it's, you know, playoffs, I'll be interested to see as smart and highly IQ as he is, how does he get back up to the pace of play? You know, there's going to be some mistakes, playoffs, everything's magnified players, but he's certainly going to help them. And, you know, Gary talked about the D, talked about the middle. I think it's their whole depth overall, this whole lineup to me. If they play their game, in my opinion, there's no way the Winnipeg Jets can match. When you look at depth, yes, they got high end, and Connor Hellebuck may be the biggest obstacle for them to get through, but talked about this team needing to change their game, get to the inside. What Bruce Cassidy has done when you come into playoffs, not trying to, you're going to make adjustments. Remember Bruce's kind of statement all the way through the end. It wasn't about, yeah, we need to do this win. We need to play our game, get to our game, get to our 60 minute game, get to our results will take care of itself. Some of their best 60 minute games came down that final stretch. That's what you need, finding different ways to win. So um, I like the Golden Knights. I think this team is built for a playoff run. Now we can talk about how great they are. You still got to go and execute. Yeah. But I'm, I am I like what the Golden Knights have. I like their depth. I think Stone coming back just adds to it. Now you, it, it all filters down, right, when you add a player like that. But, you know, what changes? You know, yeah. some guys got to come out. Uh, it makes them deeper. I think the one area that Mark Stone immediately impacts and won't take him long is the power play. You look at the numbers when he was there. Talk about everything going through. Usually you have your quarterback or your half wall. It's interesting for me. Everything went through that goal line presence he provided down there. So, uh, you know, their power play, they don't take many penalties. It hasn't been a factor for them wins and losses. You said 50-1 wins, win the West, and power play. It had one good stretch, really, but that was when he was there. So, um, no question Mark Stone brings a ton here. You you wish the best for him, and uh, if if he's going to be in, great. I think it's fantastic and uh, said, this is a good, this is a, there's no holes. That fourth line to me is the best fourth line in the National Hockey League. The identity they have, Nick Was centering it. Just, it's not many holes, but it's on them. You know, the one hole is, yeah, we're, we're. Their question mark oh, yeah. why nobody's yeah. picking them is the goaltender. That was what I was going to ask.
1: It okay. is, but, you know, they're not being picked. And you, you, you read and listen to these. Yeah. You're a man of the media,
0: Gary. <laughs> but uh, well, nobody's you, really you, picking them.
4: You asked McCrimmon the question. Yeah. Is this the best team? This is the best team they've ever had. Like, yeah. Yes. They, 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 you know, the, the last time they went on a run to the to the final, they didn't have Stone, Petrangelo, or Eichel. Like, and Theodore has grown leaps and bounds. White Cloud is away, uh, and the, on and on and on. This is the best team they've had. Uh, there's two things. They're not sexy. They don't have a 100-point guy like Edmonton has three of them. Uh, they don't have uh, a goalie like Hellebuck. And I I think people that don't watch them because they live in New York or wherever and they go to bed at 10 o'clock right when these games are starting, they, they don't look at that 51 and go, huh. Like, they won 51 games. There's a reason they did that. This is a really good team. And uh Kelly said it kind of, you know, that builds into the us against the world mentality. This team already had it at the start of the year after they missed the playoffs and they they felt they had been disrespected uh because everyone said it wasn't the injuries, this team is done, they're finished. Well, that's baloney. We already know that. They're, they're, this team has there's lots of window left for this group. And this, I think this just reinforces it again for them, brings it back, refreshes it. He goes, nobody likes us. Nobody wants us to win. Great. And what did, what did, what did Zach Whitecloud say? Zach Whitecloud said perfect.
0: And Shay Theodore said um, that back to the underdog was the mentality.
3: Well, and, the, and we talk about, okay, Dab, Center, D, whatever. It's the culmination of them and what Bruce Cassidy brought in, which – I, I probably am a big believer their defensive system mm. the way they defend allows a goaltender to just if you can make those outside saves we've heard you know become takeaway slot chances they and they you watch some of those end games the way they shut down because there's gonna be pockets where you're under pressure but they look comfortable in their defensive they'll give the shots and they sure take your shot play around with the puck to the outside but they're way more comfortable in that what Bruce Cassidy has implemented since day 1. They've been able to pick it up. I think that's going to be a big strength of their team. How well they defend in their system throughout playoffs because it can frustrate another team. They're not playing man on man where you can get lost. There's interchange. Uh you know, there for for them it's more of a zone and of course there's switches, there's closes, but uh I like the way they def- when they're on their game the way they defend me is a type of team that can go
0: very very far and i remember alex petrangelo talking with us early in the season while the system was still fresh for the guys but they liked how it was less burdensome they didn't have to exert as much energy with the new approach and i'll also point out petrangelo's time on ice per game is almost a minute less than it was last year and it's one of the lowest totals that he's had for a full season in his career He's having one of his best seasons, tied his career high in points. But just what he's done, it seems that the system has allowed some of the players to really show off the best of what they can
1: bring. Less is more sometimes, right? Like, you know, the other thing, Shane, to your point, you know, Bruce Cassidy talked about this from the beginning. They try to make it as low stress on the goalies yeah. as possible. And I think about that when, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, Kelly was talking, but no one's really talking about the goalies. All right, well, they use five after the All-Star break alone. <laughs> And they all won. And they all won, and it didn't go down the tubes like it did after the All-Star break last year when they got hit with injuries, and he kind of ran down a lot of the reasons for that. The guys from Henderson coming up and playing well, um, the goaltending was real good, but I do wonder that that approach of trying to keep it as low stress as you can and predictable as you can on the goalies— when you have to throw in five different guys in a span of a short period, how much that probably helped their cause to where they're they're number one in the West right
3: now. Because of their structure, they play a system where you're not asking your best. Certainly there's going to be games where you need your goalie to step up and be a little better, but for the majority of it, it allows a goaltender to have a lot of success. Now you watch some other teams that they're, Winnipeg's going to ask more of their goalie for the way they're going to play. They want to be rushed. guys like Shifley, Wheeler, Connor. They want to dart. They want that. They're they're they like to play north only. You know, coming south. That's where and they, but they can they can allow a little bit more cheat in their game offensively because Connor Hellebuck. Golden Knights have built it differently, knowing and that's knowing your personnel and giving them the best chance for success is implementing the way you want to play. And uh, you know Bruce Cassidy talked about. Playoffs being a chess match. He's a guy who I think one of his biggest strengths is his ability to read. And I've heard it from many people who have worked with him, work with him now. He sees things instantly and can react on the ice to what the other team's doing, his team's doing, make adjustments. And that's very important in playoffs.
1: Kelly just mentioned it. Sees it, fixes it like on the fly, which is he's in in an elite level of that.
0: One of the things I want to ask Bruce about before the first game, Preparing for a team specifically, he hinted at this before the matchup with the Kings and how they kind of dug in in a slightly different way and showed a little bit more in certain ways to the team because it was such a critical game at the time. You can't do that all the time. No. You do it when it can Here's playoff series. So how does the, the distillation of everything that hockey ops and the coaches, scouts, everybody, you know, pulls together and then how they present it to the team I mean, if recent history, look at some of their best games of late. Mention the Kings game, that Minnesota game. You know how they've, you said, you know, get their game together, how they've dialed it in, and how the coaches help make that happen. The adjustments over the course of the series, but also how they present it to the players. It, it's. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that
3: room. Well, it's important. they give the players the best chance for success in their mind, yeah. and now it's. Now, the second step, as I said before, is the players have to go out and execute. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that would be my last thought, Shane. And I think we all feel the Golden Knights should have a really good chance in this series, Uh, you know, for a whole host of reasons. Their depth, it looks like they're going to be as healthy as they have been in a long, long time. If Mark Stone can play, we'll see what Will Carrier's situation is. Let me just play devil's advocate. If it doesn't work out, what's going to happen? Is Hellebuck going to be, you know, is he going to stand on his head and... To win me, them, the win only, them four games? To me, yeah. the
3: only way they lose this series, Hellebuck looks like a con Smythe-type yeah. goaltender, or they beat themselves. Yeah. In my opinion, that's the only way. This is this is for them. It's on them to take it, to step up. I think, you know, Jack Eichel, I want to see a lot from him. This is his first playoff game. I rem- Like, this is – I get – juiced up for this time of year still it's Mm -hmm. my favorite time of year as a player this is what it's all about and i think he's going to be terrific i think i think i like the fact that yeah they are kind of i wouldn't call them underdogs but they're not being a pre, and that's great that's motivation that 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 makes the fire burn hotter and that you know that should push these guys so yeah to me i i don't see how they lose if they it's it's either on them and and i still don't i think this team we talked about the last times they've had heartbreak. They haven't been able to get the inside. Well, they've changed that. They've, yeah, you know, it's been Bruce Cassie and the coaching staff has been hammering that home for how long? Getting to the inside, score goals. They're going to need to against a goalie like Hellebuck.
0: I asked Kelly McCrimmon about Phil Kessel at the beginning of this season, Shane, you interviewed Phil, your former teammate. Yeah. And now look kind of over these last several months, how it's happened. He breaks the record, played all 82 games, and he's dialed in his game. And I mentioned the character and characters. You've won a
3: Stanley Cup. How does character and characters
0: impact things
3: now? And personalities. That that's so important. And I think Jonathan Marshall so said it. This is the tightest group they you know, it's like year one. Yeah. They haven't had that chemistry off the ice that room the the personalities the characters the different you got you want to have your serious guys you want to have your phil kessels you want to have your young guys that are a little off the wall and, <laughs> you know you know and i think and they have that mix and and the thing i like about kessel and I, it's interesting and we'll wait and see what happens but i, I don't want to say he co- but he's a veteran guy he gets through the year but it's funny to watch how his game has ramped up. Mm-hmm. And I'm interesting to see because he's won two Stanley Cups. And whatever you think of his persona, the guy loves the game of hockey. And I think he, more than anything, he loves playoffs. And I think Dave will see it go to another level. I think he I just think has so. that ability yeah. as a veteran guy.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, and it's funny. You don't know if you're him. What's he, 35 now? Yeah. Uh, how many more legitimate kicks at the can will he yeah. get to win? You know, they've got a handful of guys in that room that have won it. He's won back-to-back. He played a huge role in those Penguins teams. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if that's somewhere in his mind of, well, this team's pretty stacked right now, and who knows where he's going to be next year. Um, and just my only last thought is it is amazing to me that here we are six years down the road, and the Golden Knights have gone from this unbelievable Cinderella story that goes to the final in the first year to now – Nobody's picking them to do anything, and now they're kind of the underdogs again, and they're kind of they you know the white hat, black hat. They kind of wear the black hat. Nobody. What happened to the Cinderella? Like yeah, they've yeah. only been in the league six years, yeah. but I think that's part of it. They've yeah. had so much, you know, last year being what it was. They've had they've been a team to be reckoned with every year, and this year they're the number one seed in the conference, and yet everyone's looking at us. So, wow. Colorado, Minnesota, Edmonton, Dallas. Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable, yeah. the narrative, how it all has changed. Yeah, you know?
0: and what did Gary say? It's not a sexy team. It, it, it's, you no. know, the Oilers, you know, there's something that if you only saw the highlights and yeah. you kind of only saw a little bit of the games, you know, or the Golden Knights popping off the page, I think that you appreciate this team most when, like we do, We watch every minute. I think that, and, and, and Bruce Cassidy has kind of recognized that as it relates to certain players. You know, in the East, I didn't get to see this, or I didn't know this guy, or whatever. And over the course of the season, he's learned some of those things, but... We have the benefit of watching this team every day. And to be fair, I bet you the folks in Minnesota would say sim- something similar about the wild. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. right? Well, but what Kelly
3: uh, said. All 16 teams, state yeah. pay, you know, this is their yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, just as it turns out, only one team finished on top of the Western Conference of the Pacific Division.
1: You know, and I'll come back to something I think I heard George McPhee was having a conversation with Ken Holland last year. And he said, you know, we all go into the season, 32 teams now, thinking everyone's great, everyone's healthy, great training staff. We're good to go. We'll see how this pans out. There's only four teams that win two playoff rounds every year. Yeah. Think about that. When you distill it down to that, 32 teams, only four teams that are going to win two series and get into the final. That's 12 wins. Yes. It's imagine that. It's incredible. You know. So. Um, all right. Well, that's that. I, I was going to ask, and I'm going to look this up for myself. Is there another team? Is the Golden Knights have a 70 point guy in the team? No. Is no. there a team in the playoffs that does not have a 30 goal, 70 point guy? That's a good question. I should I know, know this between now and tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll figure that out. At 7 o'clock. But that, that goes to the their ability, their depth has been able to shine through. So, um, all right, that's that. Um, the Sheriff Lawless, Some Guy Named Dave podcast on the TVs, on the radios tomorrow night. Game one of what we hope will be a very long playoff run.
0: Game one for the Knights and Jets, Tuesday at 6.30 Pacific at T-Mobile Arena. Game two, Thursday at 7, also in Vegas. Then the series shifts to Winnipeg for Games 3 and 4, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, and Monday, the 24th, at 6.30 Pacific Time. Broadcast coverage on AT&T Sportsnet and Fox Sports Las Vegas, and all along the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Follow at VGK Radio Network on Twitter, at VGK Radio Network, for highlights, interviews, and more. And for additional podcast content, search Golden Knights Radio, also search vgk today on your favorite podcast platforms also find us on soundcloud.com slash vegas golden Knights. and join us next time on slgnd presented by the d hotel